Welcome to the I Work For Him podcast. I'm Michael Miracle, producer of the I Work For Him radio program, the voice of the faith and work movement. Our mission is to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. What does that look like in your workplace? Let's find out right now. You've tuned into I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We're your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We are. Thank you so much for being with us today. And we so look forward to what you're going to, we're going to be ha- capturing from our guest today, Jim. Well, how do people get a hold of us, Martha? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I would say, you know, Facebook is one of the greatest ways that we communicate on a daily basis, practically. Um, but other than that, I would say, you know, we actually have a listener line. People can call if they have a question and they want to reach out to us, 866-713-9675. And you can find all that on our contact page. So email directly get a message to us that way as well. 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. You know, in fact, today, listen to the show. If you call into the listener line and ask us a question, mm. and we will take all the people that call in on today's show, and one of you will win a book, a book about faith and work, one of our favorites, and we'll even throw in an I Work For Him pocket testament that says, I double-dog dare you to read this. So call the listener line, 866-713-WORK. Our guests today, let me introduce them. You know, I Work For Him is a nonprofit organization, and because of this, we have a board of directors that we have invited to walk alongside of us in the mission of I Work For Him. We invite people from all over the United States in all types of work to share in helping I Work For Him to impact millions across the nation. You are one of those millions. Today we wanted to get a personal, get up close and personal with a couple of our board members, Jeff and Sue Wilson. They're both leaders within their organization, Drees and Water out of Owatonna, Minnesota. Jeff leads a local Culligan franchise and Sue works in the franchise headquarters. Let's hear their story of leading with excellence during this COVID-19 crisis. Jeff and Sue Wilson, welcome to I Work For Him. Thank Thank you. you. All right. So let's just start off with uh, Jeff. You know, you go first, put all the pressure on you. How has your workplace been impacted by COVID? Significantly. I have uh, two facilities that I manage. One is a uh, bottled water facility. And we have to be ultra careful with uh, COVID as it relates to that. Uh, It's really a food production facility. So we have made many changes in our uh, facility in order to accommodate the safety aspect of it. So you're saying actually safety aspect, not only for your employees, but also for the product that you create as well. That's, that's correct. Hmm. Yep. I never thought about that perspective before. Sue, what about for you? How's your workplace been impacted by COVID? <laughs> Every day. Um, we've had to make staffing changes, safety changes. We've changed policies and procedures. Um, but most of all, we've had to be just extra careful in how we interact physically. Uh, because we are trying to honor the social distancing without becoming cold and and, um, uncaring. So we've had to find new ways of showing empathy and um, concern for our employees and communicating that to 22 different offices that some have been impacted differently than others. So every day is a new challenge and we're finding um, new things that we need to address. So you you hit on it a little bit just in interacting with the people, but how are you actually seeing you having to change the way you lead your people, Sue? (laughs) I would say that it has given me a tremendous new insight in how to be empathetic and how to show my care and concern 
because this is the first time that I recall in my entire career where everyone has been impacted at the same time. And not just in our office, but in their homes, in their family lives, in you know how they shop, how, where they worship, what they do when they're not at work. And I think that it has, God has really been opening my eyes to the tremendous impact of that change and how, what I can do to try to understand and seek to be a bright spot and a soft spot in a, in a really difficult situation. So speak, give me an example. Like when you are on a Zoom call with um, some people that you're leading, are you spending some more time talking on personal issues or what are you doing to really address that, that you think is um, helping with your leading? I have changed even what questions I ask because I'm asking more questions about family and extended family and who they, how are they actually spending their time outside of the office? Are you getting outside and getting exercise? How are you feeling? How's your stress level? You know, those kinds of things. So I'm actually trying to dissect where everybody's at so that I can meet them where they're at and try to actually show them things. We talk about silver linings. You know, what is actually happening that you can be grateful for? What's changing that's been a positive thing out of this and trying to get them to change their mind frame Mm -hmm. and also get them to talk about it. Because I know if I can get them to talk about it, it helps them and it helps me understand them. So Jeff, what about you? How have you had to change the way you lead? It's been an interesting thing because I really don't know what to expect. And neither does my staff. They don't know what to expect. We don't know in the beginning, are we going to be able to be, uh, be able to purchase the basic necessities that we need for life? Um, we all had shortages, different shortages, depending upon where we were in the country. Uh, but they, they looked to me for uh, direction and leadership on that. And that, that provides an interesting dilemma. You have to stand up and lead, but you also have to be compassionate and say, you know what, I'm in this with you. I can't buy those things either. And, but I think we'll get through it. Um, We had some sharing, we had some co-buying. I mean, I was buying toilet paper for some of my office staff. Uh, When they couldn't find it, I have a little more flexibility in my schedule. Um, So it, it, it's a challenge because you have to meet their needs as a leader and you really have no questions about or, or no answers about what to lead them to because there's it's just an unknown. So you just have to be affirm, affirming. Uh, you have to watch behaviors and make sure they're constructive and safe um, and uh, just do the best you can in that direction. So has it given you an opportunity to love on your people in in some ways? Maybe you couldn't do that in the past. It's interesting that uh, I read an article that said, as a leader, you need to uh, talk about it. You need to talk more about it. Uh, You need to express your concern. And one of my uh, teams uh, said, you know what? We've heard enough. We just want normal back. And normal isn't coming back, I don't think. Uh, This, I think, is the new normal. So it's interesting how different people cope with it. 
I'm, I've still been open about talking. Are you getting what you need? And it appears as though our shelves are being restocked pretty well. But uh, I, I still think we're checking in often more frequently with their personal needs to, to make sure they're okay. Hmm. You know, and you even said, I mean, when in the past would you have ever thought that buying toilet paper for an employee would be a, right. would be a way to show them that you care, right? That, that's right. Normally right. it would have been an insult, but look- now it's a thankful thing. Field manuals have been around for decades. You and I are soldiers serving in our mission fields at work. The I Work For Him field manuals are intended to provide the practical, tactical, factual, and biblical perspectives around work, women at work, and retirement. Our field manuals provide the detailed biblical information and faith-based how-tos for Christ followers like you serving in the field. Go to iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore and request your free chapter today. That's iworkforhim.com forward slash bookstore. Thanks for going digital. Now back to Sue and Jeff Wilson. All right, so we're talking today about the impact and how you lead because of COVID-19 and and the impact on all of, I mean, it's been amazing. You know, one of the things, Jeff, you didn't say is like you were buying toilet paper for people, but you couldn't buy chicken for people because you guys for how many months couldn't even buy chicken? Chicken wasn't even available in your area of the country. Almost three months. <laughs> yeah, that's that's incredible. But Sue, what about you? How has this all given you an opportunity to love on your people? You, you, you're the CFO of the organization, so you're playing with numbers all day long. Um, not playing with numbers, but you, you get to work with spreadsheets and you, you work with accounting staff and bookkeeping staff. How is this giving you an opportunity? Because typically those people are fairly quiet and not huggy huggy because um, they're accounting kind of people. How have you been able to show love to your people in an unusual way through this crisis? Well, I would say that I didn't even focus on my immediate staff as much as I did the entire company, which is 290 people. And um, I will say that for the first six weeks, I carried a personal burden that I had 290 lives that I needed to figure out a way to keep them employed, to keep the company going financially, to make sure that we had the cash that we needed to operate through this, because I really felt you know, that was that's my job. Mm. And uh, I prayed daily that God would just show me what was the next thing that I needed to do. And it became really clear quickly that it had nothing to do about my function and everything to do about just loving on the people. We did have people, we had one person who almost passed away from COVID. Uh, We actually got money together, employees pulled funds together to love on families that were financially impacted because they weren't able to work because they were sick. Um, we, we did things like um, purchasing and sending care packages to people. We also had check-ins um, with the CEO weekly. So we did all kinds of things as a company to make sure that we were connecting with our staff, that we were communicating that, um, we initially had to cut pay because we weren't sure. We reinstated that. Then we actually gave them a thank you bonus about four weeks later and said, thank you for putting your lives at risk. And just acknowledging the fact that they were out in the field every day, delivering and servicing uh, for our customers. And that they were then, because of that, putting themselves more at risk to actually coming in contact with the virus. So we've just tried to be very deliberate about 
um, acknowledging what they're doing to help us run the company and that we care about them individually. We care about their safety. Uh, we care about their families. And um, I think that that has really had a dramatic impact on our entire company, not just my immediate staff. And that's why I shared that instead of just talking about my small stuff. Right. So um, I think, Jeff, you had mentioned the fact that, you know, this is a unique thing that affected everyone. You know, this is not just one person that has cancer, which is a devastating thing for an office or an organization, but we're all experiencing it at the same time. What kinds of things do you see going forward that you're going to keep in place um, not just not just the protocol the, and the safety aspects, but as far as make, checking in on your employees and some of the things that you've kind of added um, to this to your to your leadership. Right, I think that's an excellent opportunity for us uh, to continue with the one-on-one check-ins uh, to make sure that we are uh, communicating with them about their family and their other needs other than just work. Uh, it's an important aspect of leadership to have that one-on-one time. Um, and even though the cancers and the, the illnesses and the, uh, the, the children being sick has never changed, we've added this new dimension. So it's uh, with the COVID and it, it tends to allow more, um, I don't want to say more one-on-one contact, I mm. guess. Mm-hmm. So, Sue, what about you going forward? What do you think is going to be permanent? What, what do you think the changes are going to be permanent? And you guys have, as a company, you've had to make some major accounting changes in order to make things work. But what about how you conduct business with your customers and your people? Uh, how do you, what do you think is going to be permanent? What do you think is, what's well, going to be? One of to- the things that we have been doing is actually checking with our customers before we come to visit them. And actually that the day ahead, this is, we're scheduled to be there either for a delivery or, or a service. Are you comfortable with us coming in? Do you want us to wear a mask? And I think that's going to continue long-term because it's actually given us better communication with our customers. So I see that. And we have customers on, on the whole spectrum of, nope, we don't want you there. Not comfortable. I'll leave the house to come on in. Don't wear a mask. We're fine. So I, um, I think that our customers now know how much we care about honoring them when we come to visit them and that we want to make sure that they feel safe. We've also um, put in some new safety features in, in our individual branches. I think those will stay long term because they've been good. Um, both Jeff and I have talked about the fact that nobody's getting sick um, and not just COVID, but everybody's been healthier. And I think Overall, we've implemented a bunch of things that just keep our, keep our uh, locations cleaner. We're just watching out for each other more. We're, we're really, because we travel a little bit in my position, you know, when I come back, I social distance, I wear a mask when I'm in a meeting. So I think we're just have a new sensitivity to how we impact others physically. And I think the fear factor is something that we're also um, more aware of and trying to be sensitive to the fact that not all of us see what's going on in our world around us the same way and making sure that we dig a little deeper and figure out what they, what they're feeling, what they're seeing, what, what's bothering them, what's making them scared, what's comfortable for them and addressing that because we want work to be a safe place. 
And I know for some people, work is the only place that they feel safe. And so we need to make sure we keep it that way mm. and that it's a place where they can come and talk and that they know we care about what goes on outside the office as well as just getting our work done. But that's not always our top priority. Our you know, employees are our top priority. That's such a big paradigm shift of days past where, you know, you think somebody would never hear their boss say, I want this to be a safe place for them to feel comfortable coming to work and so what a what an intrigue and i hope that there's more organizations that are if they're not assessing themselves that way that they're looking at that and saying i i think our organization needs to be run that way as well so let's bring this into your personal faith and again but before we do that okay why don't we take a break to t- thank our sponsors take a break and go have a snack a mountain dew sure no let's no, not take in the that middle of a show break. okay all right so <laughs> let's let's thank our sponsors Many things in life are out of your control, but you can control the content you listen to. I Work For Him has created a podcast with you in mind that gives you control. Subscribe to the I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform and you can choose to listen on demand. Shows release several times per week and offer 15-minute highlights of content to help you learn to transform your workplace into a mission field. Subscribe today by searching for I Work For Him Power Pod on your favorite podcast platform. That's I Work For Him Power Pod. All right, now back to the show. Okay. We're talking with Jeff and Sue Wilson and their experience in leadership during this time of COVID-19. And yeah, you know, I think Jeff, you said earlier, some people are just tired of talking about it, you know, and and it's like, oh, is this the only thing we have to deal with? And a lot of people may um, feel the same way, but yet we can learn from each other and we can grow from each other by what other people are experiencing and how they're handling um, both positive and negative and the growth. So I want to just kind of transition this into the faith aspect and ask you guys personally, how has this time um, affected your walk with the Lord um, and whatever aspect that you might want to share? Uh, Jeff, why don't you go first? I guess for me, it's been, um, I have to lead my uh, teams uh, through this crisis. So my prayer is to give me guidance on how to do that, to meet their needs. Uh, so that's been my journey on uh, on my faith is to work with God, to come up with a plan to uh, be able to meet the needs of my team. And that that's what I've done. Jeff, you're also involved in youth ministry at your church, and you guys saw youth ministry in a, in a different perspective than most youth pe- people have ever considered youth ministry. Talk mm-hmm. so about how you guys had to adapt doing youth ministry. Yeah, it, it uh, ended up being a Zoom free-for-all. I mean, a Zoom meeting uh, <laughs> Zoom with, <laughs> with high school kids. And uh, they were so hungry to meet their uh, friends. And they saw their friends up in the corner there, and this was exciting to them. And, and uh, it took a couple of weeks for them to kind of get used to it uh, through our meetings. And, but they were changing backgrounds and just being kids. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but we, we ended up uh, keeping contact with them. I've checked in on a couple of my small group uh, people to, at their work um, just to, to say hi. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. like it. um, but it's uh it's been rough we we got together in a park and social distanced uh we got together in that same park and uh, played some uh frolf uh frisbee golf and and that was fun to get together with them and, 
Falf. Jeff Frolf. Wilson just made up a word. Frolf. Right? Frolf. Uh, I, I hey, think, when you're in youth oh. ministry, you can make up words. That's right, you can. It's, that's right. It's, that's it's right. a free-for-all, like you said about the Zoom so, call. <laughs> and that was fun, and, and it was uh, it, it was a kind of uncontrolled because they were so excited to get back together with each other and see each other. So yeah. that's just refreshing to see. So what about you? How has your faith been challenged through all this? How have you seen your faith grow through this COVID crisis, not only as a, as a wife, as a mom, as a leader, as a CFO of an organization, as a manager of people? How, how have you seen your faith grow? So initially, I think I, would, I went through my own grieving process, my own fear process. So those first few weeks was difficult because I was wrestling with a lot of things. And um, God kind of just stripped that away as I spent time uh, in, in my quiet time in, in my Bible. And then he really kind of empowered me to just do what I do best, which is just listen in and, and be in the moment each day instead of worrying about tomorrow. And so I have a kind of a fresh perspective on that. And as I look through the last, well, since the middle of March to where I am today, where he has just, um, I've dug deeper. I've spent more time. That's one of the silver linings for me personally, is that I've had more quiet time. It has changed the pace of, of my work and my travel schedule and even our social schedule so that um, I have more time to just listen and be quiet. And Jeff and I have had a lot more time to just spend. And we've been investing in other people, too, that are struggling a little with both marriage issues and, and things in their families that have just been difficult, health issues. So we've had time to invest in others. And, and God has really blessed us because as much as you, you think that's taking up time, boy, it's just a super blessing to be able to do that for others. So I feel that I'm growing in a whole bunch of different ways, but God is working me over to rely on him every day and to worry about today and to not worry about the what ifs. And, and there's so much turmoil because it's an election year and because of the economic impact of what's going on, as well as the health and physical impact. And you can't worry about that. You just need to be in today. And God's the scriptures that God gave us talks about that in many different ways and, and anxiety and fear is exactly what Satan wants us to have so mm. that we are tied down and can't do the thing that God wants us to do, which is to love him first and then love everyone around us. Awesome. As an encouragement to our listeners, just share what an impact I work for him has been on each of you. Sue, why don't you start? Well, that goes back a number of years now, but it, it, it changed my whole outlook on work. And what I do every day, because I thought I, first of all, I worked for a paycheck and that I worked for a boss. And now I know I work for the Lord and that I do what I do every day for the Lord. And to be able to focus in on that and not worry about the paycheck piece or even who my boss is, but knowing that I am to do what I do lovingly and, and, in the framework of what the Lord would want me to do has just changed how I treat people, how I treat deadlines, how I treat the people above me and my board of directors and the CEO. And um, it has made my job easier, even though I have a hard job because 
I am not as concerned with all that minutia that I used to be right. very focused on. Right. So, Jeff, what about for you? Uh, being a board member for I Work For Him, how's I Work For Him impacted you? Very similarly. Um, it, it's changed my outlook from that taking a, a job and, and having a paycheck to uh, doing my best at work for him and uh, allowing that to influence uh, my team members. Uh, they can see that there's a difference. They can see that, uh, you know, compared to maybe some previous leaders, that this is a different person. And uh, it's made a big impact on uh, my relationship with my team. Hmm. Thank you, Sue and Jeff Wilson, for sharing your stories, sharing your how you're leading and loving differently during the COVID crisis. Appreciate your time today. You're very welcome. Happy to be here. Mm-hmm. See you guys. You listen to our work room with your host, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work for him. him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him podcast with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Please visit iworkforhim.com to learn more about connecting your faith and work, to join the I Work For Him nation, or subscribe to our weekly blog. You can also follow us on social media at I Work For Him to stay up to date and meet our guests. If today's message spoke to you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review will launch more workplace missionaries across America. That's at I Work For Him and online iworkforhim.com. I Work, the number four, him.com.